What is up, mi gente? You are listening to another episode of Brown Raices, where we talk about the rich Chicanx history and culture, discuss the issues affecting brown communities, and where we explore badass, groundbreaking Chicanx and Latinx literature. Today we are talking all about the Zoot Suit Riots of 1943. That was 80 years ago. Seems long, but not too long ago, actually. We should not forget events in history, and that is why this podcast exists. This episode is going to blow your mind away. The facts I'm about to spit out today are disturbing and eye-opening. Before we get started, thank you for being here. Whether you're driving, walking, riding the bus, doing quehaceres, whatever you're doing, gracias por estar aquí. I am your host, Jesse Rubio, and you are listening to Brown Raices. Sin más rodeos, comencemos. Zoot Suit Riots of 1943 in LA. Let's do some background knowledge check before diving deep. I'm sorry, that's just the teacher in me. What the heck was happening in 1943? What was going down 80 years ago? Well, this year was during World War II which, if you do not know, there was a major desmadre global war going on that lasted from 1939 to 1945. A lot of U.S. soldiers were drafted and stationed in different parts of the world and country. Since a lot of soldiers were drafted and at war, guess what? The U.S. needed workers to get the jobs done. It was a big period for women entering the workforce and doing the jobs labeled for hombres. Pa que vean que si podemos. What else was happening in 1943? President Franklin D. Roosevelt, which, random fact, we have the same birthday, random, I know, he signed Executive Order 9066 after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, where 2,400 Americans died. This order lasted between 1942 to 1945. Basically, what this executive order did is it criminalized every single Japanese-American in the United States because according to the government, they were all perceived as potential threats to national security. This is what went down. The U.S. authorized forced relocation of Japanese-Americans to internment camps. Basically, concentration camps, if you're familiar with that term. Agarraron parejo. Children, moms, dads grandparents. They were living in cramped camps that lacked basic things such as running water, adequate sanitation, enough food, medical care, and children attended poorly equipped schools within the camps. Like what the F? The Japanese literally planted seeds so that when the bushes were high enough, they could have some privacy when going to the bathroom. Also, President Franklin D. Roosevelt passed an executive order called the Mexican Farm Labor Program, more known as the Bracero Program in 1942. Another fact, my grandfather was part of the Bracero Program and worked in agriculture in California. The Bracero Program lasted from 1942 to 1964. We will also talk all about it in a different episode. Okay, this is important to know because there was a lot of crap going on in 1943. Through the Bracero program, millions of Mexicans were recruited as guest workers to do low-paying, back-breaking agricultural jobs. Not only were they working and putting food on the table of U.S. families, they were constantly facing discrimination and were paid low wages 
and taken away tax dollars that never guaranteed pensions or health care benefits. Now let's get to the Zoot Suit Riots of 1943, now that I rambled and have set the scene of what is happening during this time. The term Zoot Suit was used in reference to black, brown, and Filipino youth who wore oversized men's suit that were high-waisted and super wide on the knee and thin at the ankles or at the cuffs. They were very ballooned out. They also wore long, wide coats and colorful fedoras with feathers and wore chains where they, they could hang their keys. In Spanish, anyone rocking this fashion were referred to as pachucos. Zoot suits were first introduced by African-American jazz musicians like Cab Calloway and Harlem dancers in New York. It quickly spread and was adopted by other people of color like Mexican-Americans and Filipinos. There's a famous Mexican actor named Germán Valdez, who was better known as Tintan. If you search him up, just Google him, Tintan, um, you will see a perfect representation of what a zoot suit looked like. Tintan is the most famous and celebrated pachuco. Okay, now let's talk about El Desmadre, the riots. The Zoot Suit riots took place from June 3rd to June 8th, 1943 in Los Angeles. Here is what went down. On May 31st, there was a clash between uniformed servicemen and Mexican-American youths, and it resulted in the beating of a U.S. sailor. So in retaliation on the evening of June 3rd, mobs of U.S. servicemen, including sailors, Marines that were stationed in Southern California, and off-duty police officers, among other white civilians, attacked young Latinos and other people of color that were wearing zoot suits. They stripped them off of their suits and beat them with their chains, leaving them sangrando and half-naked on the sidewalk. Police officers often watched from the sidelines, and after these men beat the crap out of them, police officers arrested the victims of the beatings. Así como lo oyes. According to white news outlets, wearing zoot suits during wartime was unpatriotic, extravagant, and a waste of resources since the suits required a large amount of fabric. What is astonishing is the role the media played in all of this. We know that during this period, the media was mostly run by white cis men. There were local papers that wrote on what was happening, articles that describe how to de-zoot a zoot suitor. In the directions, zoot suits should be burned after being stripped away from the person. Servicemen were portrayed as heroes fighting against Mexican crime wave. La neta, it was just biased media and racist media reporters. As the days went by, thousands more servicemen marched into cafes, movie theaters, and beat anyone wearing zoot suits, including 12- and 13-year-old boys, for the simple fact of wearing these suits. Ducktail haircuts were also a favorite target and were often cut off. By June 7th, the rioting was spreading so much that even some taxi drivers would drive servicemen for free. They would go to downtown LA, but since they didn't see Mexicans hanging out at the local hangouts anymore, they went to the heart of LA where Mexicans live, in Boyle Heights and East L.A., also Watts and other neighborhoods so that they can hunt zoot suitors. La verdad es que it was more about racial tension and racism than it was about fashion. 
They were committing crimes of hate, and that's the truth. You may ask yourself, how did this end? On June 8th, military officials banned all military personnel and servicemen from going to L.A. They called military police to patrol the city because LAPD did a horrible job in containing the situation. A few days later, the L.A. City Council passed a resolution prohibiting the wearing of zoot suits on city streets. Lo que da coraje is the fact that, in response, policemen arrested hundreds of Mexican-American youths, many who had already been attacked, and very few sailors were arrested during the riots. Since LAPD did a terrible job at handling the situation, military police had to intervene to stop the whole mess. The Zoot Suit riots were racially charged. Any youth wearing this fashion was associated with being a dangerous gang member. The only good thing about this is that nobody died, but over 500 Mexican-American youths were arrested and most servicemen escaped with impunity. Mexican-Americans would point to the riots of 1943 as the darkest days of their long history in the City of Angels. Zoot suits remained a part of Mexican-American youth culture and inspired a cultural renaissance that influenced the 1960s Chicano movement. After the Zoot suit riots of 1943, things needed to change. That brings us to the end of this Brown Raices episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about the Zoot Suit Riots of 1943. And if you learned something new today, please make sure to share it with your familia and friends. Tune in to our episode next week where we will be chatting everything and all about the Chicano movement. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Brown Raices. It is a brand new account, so I would appreciate it if you follow and share it. Hasta la próxima.